Hey, speaking of uh, things that'll make you go bald, I brought a gift. <laughs> Did brought you, a gift. Why are you looking at him? A gift. And I want to give it to the person that will probably be the least likely to do something bad to me for giving it to them. So, Don. Pick the good Christian man. Yeah. California Republic sticker that hey. came into my possession. I couldn't think of anyone else would want to put it on the back of their car. Let me or see. Or maybe by your mirror, by your on your bathroom mirror. No. <laughs> so, you can, so you can remember of what is wrong and what not so to I do. Could, so I could live in. Put that on your. I could live in one of the top two worst states and have a sticker for the other. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that's just you know that really warms my heart. You're too. multicultural, Don. Yeah. <laughs> multicultural between <laughs> Illinois and California. Yeah, between loser and extreme loser. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So this last is, or next to last, which take your pick. This is episode number seventy-three of Civil Tension. I am the host and creator Peter Galt, and with me is co-host Ken Nicholson and co-host John Guant and three additional co-hosts. Whoa! Yes, <laughs> Bill, Don. Everybody gets a trophy. Yep. Everybody gets a trophy they because did this, one. They did yesterday. Spelling bee. Yeah, the spelling bee. Eight-way eight tie. They ran out of words. And, and I know we could continue on from last week. That's such a, an in-depth conversation that takes a long time. However, both Don and John shot me notes this week. Yeah. Um, actually, I haven't seen any from you. I, know, I thought you were going to send Dan. me some. Dan. Dan dropped the ball. I didn't see an email coming out about the topic. Um, you know, I didn't so. send one. So I that's why you didn't that's see it. Probably why but you didn't see one. But you were watching. prepared for it, as I always am every week. Yes, you were so set aside. So your, and I don't read it. You yeah. set aside your time <laughs> to study the topic, <laughs> right? And get prepared. You know, well, John <laughs> always shows up well studied, well educated, and ready to roll. And, and <laughs> oh, we, you know. that's just his natural oh, state. Who does? I gotta go out of the room. Who does? I gotta go out of the So the hell comes out. I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> John, John, interestingly enough, John sent me. Well, it was interesting to you. enough to me. Right, we'll be the judge. Uh, of but that uh, he sent me an article from Fox News oh, about no. a. This is the headline: Hatch wielding thief backs down when store clerk pulls out gun, oh. but firearm costs employee his job. Oh, great. Okay, so you're supposed you to know, get hatcheted to death. Get, get hatcheted <laughs> and keep your job. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> or prevent being hatcheted and lose your job. And but get job. hatcheted from your job. Right. So, uh, you know, pick and, your hatchet. And of course, um, uh, yesterday. That, now, that was actually all the way last week, Saturday. Okay. Um, so I've, I've been sitting news, with that. That's one. old news. Um, yesterday, he John shot me a note, which, which just made me smile. And I just me. enjoyed it. Um, actually, I didn't hear what you were saying because I was, you know, listening to the sound of my own voice there for a moment. <laughs> oh, no, no. But, I, I, was, uh, I thoroughly enjoy that as well, Pete. So please continue <laughs> on. <laughs> <laughs> I just threw up in my mouth a little. <laughs> I'm, here's I'm a glad. Half, I'm here's glad. a half-used glass of water for you. Yeah, thank I'm, you. I'm glad I was able to help you <laughs> with some sustenance yeah. this morning. I'll use. So I'll clean it up with this feeding California on yourself. Yeah. I'm sure that tastes good. But John shot me a note yesterday afternoon at three uh, three o'clock, just before uh, Kent and I did our, the second episode of that new show. Wonderful new show that I'll plug later. Oh, um, but his that. his note was: Modern Hollywood leftists aren't fun. And now they are so emboldened, neither are their movies. Ergo, Star Wars. And it just made me smile. That made but, you smile. Uh, yeah, it did. It was just, that. to me it was funny because, you know, I... But 
but, but but to the point, okay, so I don't know how old everybody was when Star Wars, Empire, Jedi, the first three, the real three came the out. The real three. Okay, I was okay, I was born in seventy, so I was I was just a kid. Pop. But I what? A pup. Yeah, yeah, and guess what? I still am. So anyway, so here's the so issue. Now you're a <laughs> so the issue is, is that when those three movies were so much fun, because when you went there, you were in a galaxy far, far away. And I don't want this to turn into a Star Wars thing. I don't want to geek Please. out on that, because that's like a Trekkie thing. I don't want to do that. Okay, really, did, I'd so. really rather not. Thank you. <laughs> hey, we're going to start talking about guns and cars pretty soon. You just stop it. So, so here's the issue. So, I mean, it, they were so much fun. Yeah. And you felt like you were. And it had this issue of heroism and conflict mm-hmm. and evil and good. And, gosh, I don't want to do the good thing I'm called to do. But then you find the courage and the ability and the mentor and the person that gets you to go to do the thing you really want to do but are afraid to do. And all those natural tensions that we see throughout classic literature, right? right. Okay, and Super classic. Super classic literature, right? The Greeks, right? I mean... Homer, right? I mean, that's it. All right. So we go and we look at this whole thing, and and we think of how much fun those were. And we're not even going to talk about the three prequels that Lucas did when he went crazy with his computers and his animation and GCI. We're just going to take all that right off the table. talking green frog I can make. Right. We're not even going to talk about that. But then we're going to get into the thing that Disney has created. And it is so unfun. And, and I was watching this podcast uh, put on by, uh, uh, can I plug it? Go ahead. I don't okay, it's, it's called World Class Bullshitters. Okay, and mm-hmm. it's really very, a very insightful site. The guy really does a fine job of it. But he says that what Kennedy, the, the chief director of Lucasfilms, whatever you want to call her, the executive producer, whatever, she has basically said that Star Wars needs to look like current society. And it needs to feel like, and it can't be this idyllic mm-hmm. um, post-World War II thing that we had in 1976. <laughs> Post-World War II in 1976, strike one, right? It takes a long time to do something, like, okay? It's like, okay. <laughs> but this whole idea that Post-post. Star Wars now needs to look like... <laughs> Anti-American. <laughs> anti, well, well, modern society and its problems, and that's why it is you have to have all the... Uh, all the uh, PC stuff and all the typical things we see out of leftism. We have mm-hmm. to see that now in our movies. And we do? We do. Well, according to her, and she's the one driving the ship. And that's why it is Star, Star Wars. Who here was aware that Star Wars is coming out with a ninth movie and and it's probably it's going to be the last Supposedly one. The last. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, well, they've been saying that. that before. When, yeah. But they did the Han Solo movie. They were going to yeah. do a Boba yeah. Fett movie. They canceled the Boba Fett because Solo tanked. Mm-hmm. Again, it's just unfun. And this is the issue. This is what it comes back to politics. Leftists are not fun. No. Nobody wants to hang around people that just simply aren't fun. They're always now, miserable what, and angry. What constitutes fun? Being able to laugh at yourself. Being able to say, you know, it's okay to not think about the world's problems for a while. I want to escape for a little bit and go to a galaxy far, far away. That's okay. Things that are fun. This whole thing of, oh, it's all got to be about uh, why did can't, all the political correctness and... and social statements. So, yeah, so, yeah. Global social warming social, in the galaxy so, far, far away. Social and justice and social justice warriors <laughs> and all this protected classness and that. I can't remember the guy's name, uh, the character in one of the Star Wars movies. But the idea was is that the stormtroopers were all clones of 
not Boba Fett, but Jango Fett is dead. Yeah, Jango. Right? Yeah. Right. Okay. He. They, they're all clones. All of, clones of Jango. And then that. Then they come out with this idea that Finn, which if you hadn't seen the movie, yeah. and I don't remember which movie it was, Finn is a black guy. Mm-hmm. I have got nothing against black guys, but the issue is he was a black guy. He was a stormtrooper. And I say to my daughters, that isn't a thing. That can't be a thing. Not according to the canon. Not according to the canon. It can't be a thing because they're all the same. Why was it the Luke Skywalker, when he broke in to bust out Princess Leia, she says, aren't you a little short to be a stormtrooper? Yes. Why? Because they're all the same build, same dimension, same height, same everything. He was too short because he... He wasn't one. But all of a sudden, they break out of the cannon. Why did they do it? Because they needed to have him be there. Why? Because of the social justice warriors. Because of the political correctness. That ain't fun. No. And, and they changed the whole... They had to add to the canon. Right. And about how... Well, hey, how did you become a... Hey. And so then they had to give a whole back. And then it's like, you know what? I didn't... Just, that's not Jan- anyway. And yeah. then, and, 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 but and, you know what? Then, no, 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 no. Stop holding my hand. You gotta finish the sentence because yeah. we don't really know where you're going. But, but Captain Kirk would have oh. sex with green women. That's not my malfunction. Okay, okay? that's not my. Okay, <laughs> I'm not talking about that. I'm really. I heard it was pretty good. <laughs> you know, some Dodge. They've come out with a new. A, Demon Red Eye, it's going to have like 900 and some odd horsepower. Oh, you're going to go. There, and right? did you know that CZ, they do make a 75B? Actually, <laughs> it's, a P, it's, a P0, it's a P01 <laughs> and a compact. And if you get the military in, uh, the military number on the side, it's. Don't get me started. This will, all of that <laughs> will, mess. Be, will be edited out. I don't understand that, Don. That's <laughs> but, why I said it. But so, here's the thing. I was it, about it, it to is. back him up. <laughs> it is so difficult now to go to a just movie and just have fun. It's not allowed. Now, I will say, well, and this is interesting. We went, we went and saw the third John Wick, my wife and I. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Well, and I haven't was, seen it yet. I, I, well, no spoiler alert. The, no spoiler. If you saw the first two oh, yeah. and okay. you enjoyed them, yeah. you'll enjoy well, the third. I enjoyed the first much more than the second. The second was pretty much just uh, uh, one big long fight. As is typical of most well, sequels. Yeah. Anyway. Right. And, and the first time we had a lot more to it. It's well. You, I'm not going to give you any spoilers, but if you enjoyed the action, you'll enjoy John Wick right. Three. That's but well if you notice and you look across the broad spectrum of movie promotion and uh, people who are in movies who are out there spewing content for the left, and then you take a look at John Wick, which has done remarkably well mm-hmm. at the box offices, you will see very very little promotion for it. You will see next to no interviews with the actors and the cast mm-hmm. prior to launches. Mm-hmm. And and yet, it's doing incredibly well. People go to the movie, they just sit there and they have a good time. They're not being right. preached at by the They're not movie. being preached at. Uh, there's... And, and someone, when I, when I brought this up with, with some other people, they said, well, there's really no substance to that movie. So? so what? That's so what? it. That's the point. What? Yeah. Do you need substance out of everything you do for entertainment? I, that's why I, I go to movies because I want to, to get turn away. my yeah. brain off. Yeah. I don't want substance I, with with social value. 
That's for sure. <laughs> I get enough of that. Yeah. And then you turn and then you turn around if you don't like the movie or have the audacity to criticize the film, yeah. like we did with the you know the two first two Disney Star Wars movies. Mm-hmm. Then the producers and everyone else they turn around and call you a curmudgeon and right. they start beating up the audience. Sure. If, but you see, but it's just the issue of that is leftism. That is which I know that we keep searching for a better term, but that is the progressive in their mindset. And that it's the equal distribution of misery. It right. isn't about going forward. It's about the equal dis- the e- equality is I'm the equal distribution of miserable. misery. Yeah. It's like, well, that's how you take care of the marginalized. You get everybody on the margin. <laughs> <laughs> that's all move there, huh? That's pretty pretty well put. That that is, is. That is. Think about it this way, though. But take a look that at what that looks goal. like in California, in the tent cities that we have in Los Angeles. The fact that they have. Yes. See? I'll vote for it. Right. <laughs> the tent city, that they are actually concerned in Los Angeles because of all the tent cities and the vermin. I don't mean vermin as in describing negatively a person. I mean vermin, rats, uh, rodents, yeah, yeah. things of this nature. They are actually concerned because of the sanitary or lack of sanitary conditions. They're actually concerned about a bubonic plague breaking up. They're actually concerned because L.A., from what I was reading just yesterday, is the only major metropolitan city in the United States of America that does not have a, if you will, and I don't know what the official name is, but a vermin department. Hmm. That deals with infestations of different kinds. So they don't have anybody to clean up. They don't have. They don't have anyone to clean up the crap. They don't have anyone to take care of the vermin. And then they allow for people just to squat anywhere they want to squat, and they're going to get exactly. this thing. And then we have it in Chicago, and it doesn't do a whole lot of good. Well, well then their governor, yeah, they're, they're, not, they're and, losing. And then yeah. their governor turns around, right, and he says that this is a national disgrace. No, it's not. It's It's it's, an L.A. disgrace. It's not even a California. It's a disgrace of liberal leftist policies run amok in seeking, trying to equalize and equally distribute misery among who? The affected class. Well, and that not the ones who are living behind those the are gates. Those are all miserable, right? Not the ones mm-hmm. who have got the security teams, mm-hmm. but the affected class, the and middle class. And you're dead on. And that actually feeds into what Don shot me this week over via email, and and that was an an article, a picture of an article uh, by Garrett Gear, which talks about Saul Alinsky's uh, eight steps to control eight step how to create a social state by Saul. Alinsky and the eight steps. Step number two is poverty. Increase the poverty level as high as possible. Poor people are easier to control and will not fight back if you are providing everything for them. Who wrote this piece of shit? Saul Alinsky's Alinsky's plan for taking over. Then you go, you you jump ahead to step number five, which is welfare, and that's take control of every aspect of their lives. Food, housing, income. So you've got eight other sections. Have you not ever read Saul hmm. Alinsky's? He's Obama. Thing? He was Obama's one of Obama's uh, heroes. He, yeah, it sounds like I won't Marxist. Read him <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, he's basically it, it, the he wrote the book on how do Marxists take over a society, and these yeah. are his in, eight in, steps in to in do it. Modern society, yeah. which right. is yeah, a totally different society. thing than how you do yeah. that. Number one is control health care. Number two is create more poverty. Number three is intensify and increase debt. Amongst the people who can afford to carry, they uh, they have the ability to create and carry debt. 
Uh, number four is gun control. Yeah. Number five is welfare. Number six is control education. Take control of what people read and listen to. Number seven is religion. Remove the belief in God from government and schools. And then uh, number eight is class warfare. Divide the people. And so you can see how the left follow is playing. So uses that playbook. You know, it sounds like North Korea to me. Who wrote, <laughs> this, this guy wrote this for what reason? He was a commu- he's kind of a he's community organizer, Marxist. a Marxist. He wants he this is his idea for how Marxists take control of a modern society. It's, it's he believes this it is, is, is what a it text, but it's a yeah. command, it's a field manual. Yeah, it's a field, it's a manual, field manual for community for organizers, a socialist and, society, yeah. socialist structure. Which but it's then, not. And it's it's hilarious. It's, it's, it's ridiculously hilarious. It's got to be a spoof, man. No, it's no, it's no. real. It's oh, so oh actually, good God! I'm, I'm surprised trying to you formulate that. There I'm are surprised many universities have not teach this. Yeah. yeah, this thing was written back in the '60s, yeah. somewhere in yeah. there, and this mm-hmm. was something that Obama was very steeped in. This yeah. is not a spoof, really. Not at all. No, not a, not <laughs> yeah. That's why it's so scary. It's <laughs> <laughs> not a spoof. I, I, I totally understand and, and empathize with your cynicism about conspiracy theories in general. Mm-hmm. Most of them are, are a big ball of right. But this is a genuine and effective effort by a brilliant man. You're saying it's a manifesto. Yeah. 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 And it's working. People are actually attempting well, to One of the reasons why I don't agree with well, conspiracies is because it gives people, a lot of intelligence to people that have aspects right. of it. This okay, let's not talk over each other. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. Did you want to finish that thought? Oh, I'm done. done? Anybody that's read Alinsky's book knows how smart he was. Yeah, he wasn't. Okay, Bill, go ahead. You're always going to find people to follow anything. Sure. It's it's how many followers you're going to find. How you know? Let's go down to Johnsburg and drink some Kool-Aid. You know, you're always going to find followers because if it's an easier path than the life you're living now, then that might be the path that sounds good. I'd like to take. Yeah, that sounds good, doesn't it? But I mean, again, it's. It's interesting, it's amazing how many people are spewing this stuff and saying, this is how we do this. this and then we see real-world aspects of it being applied and attempted. <laughs> and it, you know, are you freaking and kidding? And it Because it does look like a ridiculous spoof, to, to Dan's point, who is like, I, I am, I am, it does surprise me that you actually have never, I am but, but maybe to your credit, yeah. you've never... I, if because I ran you across would, something like that, I you, would. You dismissed like, it as lunacy, is, yeah. <laughs> which it is. Yeah. It is, it's, it's, it's it is cartoonish, it, but, but, but something like a B-rated author would come up with. Right, is what it sounds like. But yeah. but we had a president of the United States who was working to exit, trans, fundamentally transform America using those steps. Who was that? Obama. So you think Obama's idea was to get the country more in debt? Oh, absolutely. Did, you think that's what well, he, he was did after? Job, he added yeah. more than any all the other presidents before him combined. Really? Yeah. 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 He added more to the national debt than every other president before him combined. From yeah, but it wasn't personal debt. It was, no, we're talking about country. the government debt. And I but think number two is about personal. No, I think you misrepresented it. It's, it's about the government debt because then that allows you freedom to raise more taxes and you know fees. It does. Well, it makes that. you vulnerable. Yeah, it makes as you a vulnerable nation. as a nation. Well, well debt, debt is it because um, if you're saying keep number three. Yeah. yeah and it says increase the debt to an unsustainable level. 
That way you are able to increase taxes mm -hmm. that will produce more poverty. Poverty. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, it's it's I'm Yeah, you were thinking I was personal. Thinking that it's personal. not it's not it's but, the government. But the person that feeds back into the poverty loop. And the health care, the schools. I mean they obviously they've done a great job in the education system in terms of chipping it away at that for the last forty years. But you've got I mean you've got examples of California, you've got mm -hmm. Illinois. Yeah. Yet again their solution is oh great. let's increase the gas tax yeah. again. Yeah. You know, that's Always wonderful, the solution, fine and dandy, yeah. but I'm going to continue to go right across the border and get my gas in Wisconsin, yeah. where it's been on average anywhere from 30 to 40 cents a gallon cheaper right now. Yep. And, and then you, you take Saul Winskin, you go ahead and, and uh, hit that with a Dick Lamb chaser, former governor of Colorado. What? And, what's the matter? That's his real name. What did you step on? Yeah. I don't make, I didn't make, I didn't name him. What's his name? Yeah, because he's used the word chaser. <laughs> Richard Lamb. He's like, oh, okay. Richard Jesus. Lamb. All right, got Dick, you. Dick Lamb. Richard Lamb. Okay. I mean, I got you. I'm with you. Okay. You're I'm, good. Okay. Proceed. Well, I know I'm good. I'm just gonna make sure you're going with me. <laughs> so anyway, um, so so then you hit the Dick Lamb chaser, and that is he had this uh, essay that he wrote. Uh, this goes back probably I don't know, uh, 2000. Yeah, 2006. My plan to destroy America. Right, and what he does is he outlines a multi-step process and plan for how to destroy America, i.e. Uh, make America a bilingual country. History shows that no nation can survive the tension, conflict, and antagonism of two competing languages and cultures. Then you go to point number two. Invent multiculturalism, encourage immigrants to maintain their own culture and not assimilate. Number three, make the United States a... Hispanic Quebec, okay, and we can look back at the tension in Canada between English and French speaking, okay, we don't need to dispute that. Um, uh, number four, encourage immigrants to keep their own language and culture, replace the melting pot with a salad bowl. Don't need to talk about that at any level. Four, uh, big business give efforts and lots of money to bring people in. What? I.e. the Chamber of Commerce. Uh, bastards. Uh, <laughs> really. And I mean that. Um, yeah. Tell us how you really feel. Okay. Okay. Uh, so six, establish a dual citizenship. Provide, uh, promote divided loyalties. That is anti-patriotism. I would celebrate diversity. Celebrate diversity. Uh, then talk about, uh, then I place all these uh, subjects off limits and make them taboo to talk about. Ooh, we can't dispute political correctness. Yeah. Can't, oh, can't talk about this. It's a problem over here. Wait a minute. Whoa, don't want to talk about that. Why? Because you're a hater if you do. Yep. You're a hater if you well, talk. Look at this lastly. And then lastly, I right, was... No class, man. No, 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 class. no class at no all. Class. Right. So here we go. Number, you're a racist. You're, number you're eight. racist. You're a bigot. Number you're eight. A, what? Yeah. Hey, you're getting away my Ross Perot imitation. Didn't leave me alone. Oh, I thought oh. you were doing like a Daffy little... Daffy Duck? I'm a gentleman. No, I, I was I going was with the... the People from Wizard of Oz, the, the little lollipop gang. Yeah, the Munchkins. No, that you need to read number eight. Can I read number eight? Yeah, yeah, will, you please stop please. will you please stop distracting me? Lastly, I do that well enough on my own. Lastly, I would censor Victor Davis's book, Mexifornia. Great book if you've ever read it. This book is dangerous. It exposes my plan to destroy America. This guy is on to my plan. Right. And so, <laughs> but, the issue really, but the issue really is, is that whether it's a B-movie... In its intellect, it's clear in its intent, mm -hmm. and I don't think a person can dispute the fact that we see elements of that throughout society, and we see the effects it's having in many a young person. And question. What? Yeah, go ahead. Question. I have a question too. Is there a culture out there that doesn't have experiences like this? 
What do you mean? Outside influences of, of you know, dual citizenship, different languages, and things. I mean, these we things go on all over the world and all different that, kinds of cultures. I, I, we bump into that more because we enforce the freedom for it to occur in. Yeah. To occur in. Uh, you, you get a little bit out of line in most countries, and you get shut up a lot quicker. Well, and the other, the other answer to that question, Bill, is, is that people aren't rushing to all those other countries quite like they're rushing to ours. Well, true. <laughs> so at, I think that we... Well, you have examples like Poland. Yeah. You, you, if you're coming here, by golly, you... You're Polish. You're, yeah, you're going to be Polish. There's, there's going to be none of this whatever you were coming from. Right. No. Well, look and what's happened to France when they went away from that. Yeah, yeah, you're, Germany. you're getting down. In Germany. Oh, yeah. Sweden. Yeah, yeah every one of them, they France, suffer Germany, when they Sweden. don't suffer. I mean, and I now you have Japan you know, even it, saying, ha-ha, no, no. uh-uh. In our country, there are pockets. This, we're shutting you down. There are mm-hmm. pockets in every city, in our every major yeah. city in our country, where yeah. English is never even heard. Right. You know, or, or the language is never written. It, 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 and and I, I've got to believe that that's true in other countries as well. Uh, maybe not to the extent that it is here, but there are communities. You know, if you go to go there's to, not. You know, so I just talked to a friend of mine that went over to China. It, it, kids, I think so. his son graduated, and his son was going over to China to work, and he's living in a community that's known as the American community. It's an enclave. It's walled off. It has different laws because it is yeah, like an embassy relationship. Yeah. When I was in Brazil, they had the same thing. The Americans were put into a, into a separate community, but so were the French. Mm-hmm. And it was really established to protect them well, we have from that. being go to, kidnapped. Go to Chicago, mm-hmm. go to New York, yeah. and even in the trading pits. When I was down there, we had the Italians, the Irish, and the, this the is different. The, yeah, that, that's been well, a long here's, for a I long mean, time. here's an example of everything that's being talked about. Now we have the fellow who, in, in Minnesota, wherein the large amount of Somali immigrants mm-hmm. were placed, I think there's, a, there's something like, what, 60,000 mm-hmm. in the state of Minnesota in a very specific region. This is where Ilhan Omar has come from, who now sits in Congress. Mm-hmm. The person who replaced her, I can't remember the fellow's name, hasn't even bothered to learn English. He now sits in, in state government, and he delivered his acceptance speech in Somali in front of a podium with the American flag, all of that, the state of Minnesota flag, but he felt no need to even bother to learn the the English language because his constituency doesn't speak it either. Mm-hmm. So it is that's that is kind of bizarre to me that someone who doesn't even speak the English language now holds seat in state government mm-hmm. in Minnesota. Again, you have this very specific community. Yeah, so exactly we don't, is, but we don't see those things. We don't actually see those things in other countries. Mm-hmm. Um, closest we might see those things are over in in England, in Britain, yeah. the UK. Um, but um, but, con- but, cons- uh, but consider the United <coughs> States historically, and I and I hope I'm on solid ground with this. And if I'm not, I'm with a group of guys that'll pull me back that over the course of time, different waves of immigrants have come in and they've all brought different languages and cultures mm-hmm. and things with them. And during that time when they first arrived here, because perhaps they didn't have a good understanding of language and they certainly loved their own culture, mm-hmm. there were places like Little Italy, Chinese, uh, Russia, what mm-hmm. have you, Ukraine, all these little enclaves within the major metropolitan areas. And, and that's fine. 
But then what happens over time is that the, the, second, the first generation, if you will, born here, or the child who was brought here at, at a very young age of two, three, four years old with their parents, living in that, they, because they're exposed to English and they realize, boy, I mean, if I really want to make things happen in my life, this is the thing I really need to get on board with, mm -hmm. they become, give or take, very bilingual at, at some level. And then the generation that is fully born here, even more so, and then pretty soon, boom, it's totally gone. Then they're American. Then they're American. Now, my, my, my grandfather came here when he was just a, a young lad, and he spoke Italian, and he did speak uh, English, very, of course, very well. I remember conversing with him. My father, my dad speaks no Italian, and I speak zero Italian, right? I mean, my dad might know a few key phrases, okay? No, <laughs> not, you know, I'm not trying to be funny, but... Linguini, spaghetti, those kinds of phrases. I can tell you're or not... Profanity. You're not, you're not okay. Paisan at all. So, <laughs> anyway, so, uh, don't, don't even... Yeah, no, that's no. not a thing. So anyway, <laughs> moving on. Uh, but the point being, and I remember working with folks who were from Eastern European descent, and they came here and uh, they spoke uh, out in the world. They took it upon themselves, the adults, they took it upon themselves to learn English. And then within the home, because it was exhausting for them to speak English, it took work. Mm -hmm. I applaud them. They spoke their native tongue in the home. Mm -hmm. And their teenage son eventually started getting on their case. They said, look, you're an American. You need to speak English. Here's my point. Oh, there is one? There is one. <laughs> Here's the point. Is that what, we're to what we see here in, the, in, the, in what Richard Lamb proposes, mm -hmm. the bilingual Hispanic, the wave of immigrant is so huge and the political motivation to keep them isolated and to not speak English. I'm not saying all of them. Mm -hmm. I'm saying enough of them to make them a voting block. Mm -hmm. Okay, i.e. La Raza, out mm -hmm. in that once California, uh, Arizona, New Mexico, parts of Colorado, to be not part of Mexico again, but its own independent. Mm -hmm. And you can say uh, that, hey, that's crackpot. Well, I don't know. Ask the 500, half million uh, dead because of the Civil War. Stranger things have happened in this world, and stranger things have happened in this country. Mm -hmm. The people pick up a mantle and an ideal, and then they go and they kill each other over it. Uh, it's just, this is something that the, we cannot deal with. It's not sustainable. The last time Quebec and Canada, and Quebec had an independent vote based on language, it failed by 49.5%. That's how close it was. And so the idea that people do not and cannot, will not separate themselves over language is a fallacy. The wave of immigration that we're seeing from Hispanics is far too heavy and high for people to sustain. Mm -hmm. Concentrations of Ethiopian or anything. It's not an issue that we don't want the language here. It's that over time, it has to be the melting pot. It has to filter out. It has to integrate. We have to become one. E pluribus unum. Out of many, one, as opposed to just the opposite, where everyone is divided, because eventually everyone divided, someone's going to start to turn against another. That's what history the shows us. The problem with multiple languages is you don't have a language of diplomacy. That's the issue. Hmm. So this was something that uh, the Roman Empire had to deal with in, in teaching a common language was in order to get diplomacy. Mm -hmm. Because you couldn't talk to these tribes, these federations that were coming together after they'd been conquered, obviously, mm -hmm. but they were coming together. And so the, your point's taken mm -hmm. about that. Do you get the feel, though, I and mean, what was Pete was describing this fellow in Minnesota, 
and the, he, he's addressing the assembly. Addressing the assembly. And the assembly has to understand him, mm-hmm. but um, they don't because they don't speak Ethiopian. Right. There has to be a translator. translator. Yeah. Doesn't that feel like the UN to you? You see this? Yeah. You see mm-hmm. how crazy that is? And to Dan's point, mm-hmm. the issue of the language of diplomacy is lost now. Just in one small example, in the state of Minnesota, how much worse could it possibly get in this country if you have hundreds of different languages and everyone speaking in their own dialect? You'll have interpreters and things lost in translation because some languages don't translate mm-hmm. certain concepts or they words. They just can't. They, they don't have a word, word for the right. thing. They don't well, have a concept for the thing. The question I wanted to ask is, because I've always, I never know how to answer this, this Richard Land, let's use him as an example. Sure. What is his motivation? Why does he want to destroy America and create what, is it just power? If you look, if you look at the introduction to, yeah. if you agree, it goes something to this effect, and I paraphrase, I encourage everyone to seek it out on their own. If you are like me and you think America is too white, too male, too privileged, okay. too powerful, that's why I want to this, destroy that. Therefore, I want to bring it to its knees. So that's the ultimate in throwing out the baby with the bathwater, kind it. of, isn't it? Yeah, that's I mean, it. it's like well, uh, it's working. Yeah. Well, it's free white and the males. We should we fight that. Be a middle-aged white guy. And, 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 and the great irony about it is that, that is exactly what he is. Yeah. We he's do the, all the time. He's that. Yeah. He is the, the he is the absolute embodiment of a of a of, what he of a white-haired white male. And the only reason he would possibly think that this is possible uh, and good is because when the music stops, he's going to have a chair. That's the only reason. Because he's going to be because he's going to be the one in in power. He's not going to be part of the effective class. There's a problem there, obviously. Right. It doesn't make any sense. But that's what, and I think, and and this made me just think again. I think one of the core reasons that this can happen is the destruction of the education of what America is, because what America is is the principles it was founded on, and so, but not. What we don't, they don't teach the kids the principles anymore. They teach where we've screwed up and only where we've screwed up. So, therefore, the principles in America must be bad. The principles are solid. Well, we had slavery. Yeah, that was wrong. All men are created equal is the principle. Don't throw out the principle because we did some stupid and heinous stuff with that. But to me, that's part of the taking over the education system is. We've lost the Using ability. today's ideals yeah. of the past. Yeah, the past. and it's like the ideals. I mean, if you really educate a young person with, that's sitting there protesting and you know tear down America, and you start walking them through, would you agree with this ideal and this ideal? That probably most of them will go, well, yeah, but they've never heard it. it, it All was, they've heard is America sucks. They haven't heard that the principle is this. Your was, point is so so accurately taken. I. I I, uh, I work with high school people doing mock interviews for jobs. Oh, okay. And, uh, and the general idea of well, what do you do when you get out of high school, mm-hmm. you know, even if you are going to college, uh, there's a lot of things that we don't teach them in high school. Right. So volunteers come in and, and do stuff. And, and uh, 20 years ago, I've been doing it for a long time, 20 years ago, 80, 90% of the kids I talked to were pretty well put together. They knew how to, you know, say for a mock interview, they would uh, come in dressed well, they'd have their stuff together, they'd have a resume prepared, they'd know how to present themselves. You got the handshake and Mm -hmm. uh, you got the eye contact. Mm -hmm. And uh, what are you looking for, George? And he'd say, well, my skills are here and here, but I'm looking to learn, or whatever his rap was. And it was something you could walk away from as a a grown-up. 
saying this kid's going to be all right. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm good with this, right? That number has gone from 80, 90 percent to like 10. R- that dramatic, you really? That dramatic. I have met out of 50 kids in the last two years, five that I would consider hiring. And I'm going to guess that these are not underprivileged, under-resourced kids. These are all kids from PR. Right. And they all have money, which is part of the problem. Uh, by and right. large, I mean, I, in, the, in real world, outside of high school, I wouldn't even give a 10%. And from the world of HR and see seeing yeah, people see come too. in who are new to the workforce, they haven't. Uh, you are so lucky to find someone who will give you a firm handshake, look you in the eye, answer your questions with a uh, with a little bit, not even a full modicum of confidence, right. but just a little bit. I guess I'm and, just trying to make sure we avoid the old these kids today. You but know, but <laughs> see, they don't do this yeah. anymore. Like when I was in high school, mm-hmm. we actually had classes on how to interview, yeah. how to write a resume, right. how to have a conversation but with that's when the, an the, adult. Uh, you know, because hey, yeah, out of here. You're either going to college or you're going to work. So, you know, here's how this is done. Yeah. Here's how, shake a hand. We actually had an actual freaking section a day where we learned how to shake hands when I was 16 years old in freaking high school. Uh, you know, when I, that was before the automobile. Though, I, think. <laughs> I had to I'm after John. Okay. Okay. Everyone is, Ken. <laughs> I know, I constantly pursue conversations. No, 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 come on. I'm just kidding. Oh, see, you laughed. We're having fun. This is what we're supposed to do. That was Pastor John. That was Pastor John. (laughs) (laughs) He's not the man himself. He didn't talk about that earlier. Humility in motion. No, but so actually when I was, I had the the opportunity to do some lecturettes up at UW-Whitewater.